This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com. Hey everybody, this is Car Crazy with Brendan Criswell, the show for everyone that loves cars, vehicles, motorbikes, everything. If you're into that kind of thing, this is your show, so come and join me. Hey everybody, hope things are going all good there, things are going pretty good with me. I got a ride in a Corvette the other day which was really cool, so yeah, I was talking to a guy at the warehouse and when we were looking at the Hot Wheel Matchbox cars and the well, basic thing was that we ended up chatting and he ended up finding out that he had a 1988 Corvette in the car park where it was. So he offered me a ride on it to go look at his cool car collection. So we went out to his place and took a cool look at his cars and yeah... So that was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that. So it's cool when you get to meet nice people and get a ride in some cool cars. Because getting a ride in cool cars for someone like me that loves cars is really cool. <laughs> so yeah, definitely cool getting a ride in a car like that. And I've had my photo taken in a Corvette but I've never actually had the chance to go for a ride in one so that was my first time in a Corvette and it was the same year as me 88 so <laughs> yeah first song today AM Techno Burnout <coughs> yeah man a grunty Corvette they might do a burnout <laughs> but you know <laughs> you don't know so enjoy.
welcome back everybody today's article carrying on from last week's list of automobiles known for negative reception from www.wikipedia.org now we're at the Chevrolet Vega that's kind of funny seeing as I got a ride in a Chevrolet Corvette. <laughs> so that's 1971 to 77 Chevrolet Vega Coupe. The Chevrolet Vega earned cr- critical acclaim upon launch. It was named the Motor Trend Car of the Year for 1971. And became a, a, a bestseller. However, severe quality and reliability issues permanently damaged its reputation. Its aluminum block engine and new method of rust proofing were initially praised as innovative, but the Vega proved extremely unreliable to corrosion and premature engine failure by the late 1970s Vagas were being scrapped at such a high rate that many junkyards refused to purchase them. Autoblog included the Vaga on its list, the 20 dumbest cars of all time, saying that it proved the point that American car makers did not make good small cars. It placed second on Car Talk's poll of the worst car of the millennium and was named on Faber's 2004 list of the worst cars of all time car and driver named it one of the 10 most embarrassing award winning cars stating that Chevy Vega is on everyone's shortlist for worst car of all time. It seemed the only time anyone saw a Vega on the road putting out oily smoke was when it was being towed. (laughs) Popular mechanics included the Vega on their list 10 cars that damaged GM's reputation and Mata commemorated the 40th anniversary of its launch, marking the Vega as the catalyst that put General Motors on the downward spiral which culminated in bankruptcy in 2009. The 2010 
perspective. Also note of the Vargas high sales numbers in relation to its poor quality noting since the Varga sold so strongly almost two million were built before it left production after 1977. The result was that literally hundreds of thousands of buyers were having awful experiences with the car. Surely those customers were then far more willing to consider the Japanese alternatives that were starting to arrive. The truth about cars named the Vega as one of the deadly sins that led to GM's downfall. The Vega was GM's water gate something or other, this being one of, or being of the inevitable or something. And Edmunds.com ranked the Vega as the fifth worst car of all time in his 1979 book on a clear day you can see General Motors former GM executive John DeLorean developed an entire chapter to the Vaga describing how poorly it performed in durability testing and that GM knew about its quality problems prior to launch. Ford Pinto 1971 to 8, 1980. While the Ford Pinto was a strong seller that got a decent reputation, its reputation was permanently marred by the accusation that the car could catch fire upon being rear-ended due to a Effective fuel tank design. The infamous Nino a document submitted to the NHTSA examining the SOCIETAL, not sure what that is, costs of new rollover legislation was presented to the public as proof that Ford executives knew about a design defect and decided to do nothing. After calculating that paying off lawsuits was cheaper than re-engineering the car, this presentation resulted in public outrage included on Time magazine's list of the 50 worst cars of all time. Dan Neal wrote, They should. Oh, they shot horses, don't they? Well, 
this is fish in a barrel of cores or something. The Pinto goes on the worst list by not, not, not because it was a particularly bad car, not particularly, but because it had a rather volatile nature, the car tended to erupt in flame in rear-end collisions, named one of the most questionable cars of all time. CNN said of it, images of flaming pintos are so soared into the public something or other that it's probably hard for probably hard for most people unaided by a photograph to conjure a mental image of the car while not on fire Autoblog ranked the Pinto one on its list, the 20 dumbest cars of all time. The Pinto placed third in car talks, 2000 worst cars of all of the Millennium Survey and was ranked the 10th worst car of all time by edmunds.com Next up, Fashion Nugget Green Light Oh yeah man, you can't go for a green light <laughs> Oh actually, yeah you can It's the red lights that you can't go through <laughs> Or the cops will get you, <laughs> or the speed cameras <laughs> So yeah, just be really careful which colour lights you go for, eh? The uh, problem with me is I've got bad eyesight, so if I was driving, I might go through the wrong coloured lights. <laughs> so, enjoy. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line, engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up, churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank, fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns Their prowess is potent and secretly stern As they speed through the finish, the flags go down The fans get up and they get out of town The arena is empty, except for one man Still driving and striving as fast as he can The sun has gone down and the moon has come up And long ago somebody left with the cup But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns And thinking of someone for whom he still burns He's going the distance The sun has gone down and the moon has come up And long 
Continuing on with our article, we are at the Morris Marina 1971 to, uh, just a minute, I have to move this out of the way, 1971 to 1980, Morris Marina, since its release, the Morris Marina has been criticised for its poor performance, styling, handling and build quality launched in April 1971 by British Leyland. It reused existing mechanical parts such as a front suspension f- from the 1948 Morris Minor XBMC engines first launched in the early 1950s and a gearbox and axle sourced from Triumph and introduced in 19. 19- 62 the marina was designed and developed on a limited budget and a very quick time less than three years from initial conception to full production to urgently replace a number of outdated saloon car models inherited by British Leyland from BMC it was introduced to be in production from five years before a more considered car could replace it the marina was designed as a direct response to the highly successful MKLLII Ford Cortina in October 
1970, the same month that Marina was officially announced, Ford released the larger, more upmarket and more sophisticated, uh, I think it's meant to be Mark III, one, MK1, uh, line, line, lines, <laughs> Quatina, which immediately made the Morris seem dated very early cars had a design uh, flaw in their front suspension which caused dangerous handling while it was corrected before full-scale sales began the marina was still criticized for its poor handling road holding and uh, refinement the daily telegraph included the marina on its list of 10 cars that should have never been produced on Clarkson's car years originally broadcast in 2000 British motoring journalist Jeremy Clarkson compared the marina to the Austin Allodrome to determine which one was worse and he destroyed a marina in an automotive game of uh, Conkers on one of his DVDs Clarkson has said the marina cost forty million pounds to develop, which, since it was meant to be uh, hopeless, was too much, and that it, or that its rear suspension dates back to a. Uh, medieval hand cart destroying marinas has become a running ga- um, gag on the BBC series Top Gear which has drawn the IRE of marina enthusiasts and resulted in complaints being made to the BBC in addressing the complaints Top Gear presented. James May has stated that uh, at least one marina needs to be preserved in a museum as warning from history car throttle ranked at number one on its list of 10 of the worst cars ever made in the UK. Despite its poor uh, reputation, the marina was one of Britain's best-selling cars throughout its production life. 
peaking at second place in the sales charts in 1973 behind the Cortina and remaining at the third of or fourth place throughout the 1970s over 1.2 million marinas were built in total making it British Lowlands second best selling car after the Mini it was restyled in 1980 to become the Morris Italia a stop gap replacement for the Marina until the all new Austin Montego was launched in 1984. Yeah, our last song, Fashion Nugget Bucket Seat. Oh yeah man, I got a ride in a Corvette the other day and it felt like a bucket seat. I couldn't hardly get out of it. <laughs> so yeah, enjoy and catch everyone again next time. <laughs> Shifts and safety belts, bucket seats have all got to go when we're driving in the car. It makes my baby seem so far. I need you here with me, not way over in a bucket seat. I need you to be here with me, not way over in a bucket seat. It's easy to get right next to you I say, baby, scoot over please And then she's right there next to me I need you here with me Not way over in the bucket seat I need you to be here with me Not way over in a bucket seat All right Bucket seats have all got to go when we're driving in the car. It makes my baby seem so far. I need you here with me, not way over in a bucket seat. I need you to be here with me, not way over in a bucket seat. joining me today everybody on Car Crazy with Brennan Criswell. If you enjoyed the show join me next week 104.4 FM 2 o'clock. If you enjoyed listening 
listen online at the Access Radio Tanaki website, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Catch you everyone again next week. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com.